You are listening to another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace, a service of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. I'm your host, Dave Thompson. And since you're listening, you might as well know that you're about to hear us talk about something which has to be healthy, positive, and or proactive in the cleaning industry today. In 2018, the Academy launched the Rockstar series of motivational sessions in addition to our tactical classes, which are instructed weekly around the U.S. Now, industry professionals are here to talk share their thoughts, and let you know what's on their mind. So turn up the sound and let's get talking. Okay, folks, you've always been with me uh, maybe before. Uh, You know what? I want to tell you, though, before we get started today, this is our first episode of our rebranded podcast and video. Uh, It's always been Beyond Clean with Dave, but you know what? We've uh, got Academy uh, campuses all over the U.S. now. So we have rebranded this Beyond Clean with Ace. And today I have a special guest. You might notice that my scenery behind us is, well, a little bit different than normal. Not your normal building. Not a normal thing. So uh, I want to welcome you to the show. And this is Aaron Buchko. Very good. I said it right that time. You got it that. Now, you know, Aaron, I could probably talk to the audience and tell everybody who you are, but I wouldn't do as good a job as you will. So tell the audience who you are because they've never met you before. Sure. I'm Dr. Aaron Butchko. I'm a professor of management at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. Been there for 30 years now. I got my PhD at Michigan State University and uh, have been on the faculty ever since, primarily in the area of management, executive development, and business strategy. 30 years. At Bradley. At Bradley. Okay, so now that's education only. Yes. All right. So now, now the reason that Aaron and I are together and we're talking to you today is because I actually met you for the first time, not all that far away from where we are today. So we should tell people where we're at today, because, I mean, you know, uh, there's usually not a swimming pool behind me. (laughs) Probably not. We're at the Disney Polynesian Resort at the Walt Disney World property. So why are we here? Well, I actually am here on vacation, sort of, with the family, but coming down here and knowing that Dave uh, and I have been meaning to connect why I said, hey, this would be a good opportunity for us to put something together since I'm here anyway. Now, if that's not commitment, folks, I have no idea what it is. He's on vacation with his family, but takes time out to talk with you and me. Well, it was either that or a water park, and I've been to water parks before. Okay, so <laughs> I'm the lesser of the two evils. Huh? Okay, all right. Okay, so the, the, the thing here is the reason that we're talking with you is because I wanted to kind of focus on a couple of different things. We'll talk about several things. But the main thing is, is... I saw you making a presentation to Triple S um, like a couple of years ago now. Yeah. And uh, this was all about uh, the Triple um, S brand and bringing about things. And you were making a presentation to the whole audience. Right. I came in a little late and I couldn't figure out what the heck this guy was doing. Everybody was on their cell phones. Right. And I'm looking at this, trying to figure out what was going on, because I came in late. So explain to the audience what was happening. Sure. In education today, one of the things that we're finding is absolutely critical, especially in an Internet world where you've got young people coming in who have grown up with technology, you have to keep them engaged. Just sitting and watching a lecture, you're going to lose them in a fairly short period of time. And so I've been looking around for different ways to engage people, and I was exposed to different types of technology that were floating around out there. One of them that was available that I tapped into for the presentation that Dave saw 
is just a very simple technique where it allows people very quickly, if they have a cell phone with internet capability, they can go online to this particular website and it allows you to ask very simple questions, no more than like three or four alternative answers kind of thing, but they can then, using their cell phone, answer in real time and the answers are displayed in front of them on the computer screen in real time. So what people are doing is you're asking them a question, they're responding, they're seeing the answers, and it's a way of keeping them engaged in the learning process. When I'm teaching classes at Bradley now, I use a system similar to that with the students, and what we've learned is about every seven to 10 minutes, you have to have a pop-up question, because that's kind of what keeps them engaged. I had a guy tell me, and there's some truth to this, I think, if you think about the old classic sitcoms that you and I probably grew up with, it was, seven to eight minutes of television and then two or three minutes of commercials. Well, they did that because that's about the attention span of an adult, so you gotta break their attention, bring them back into the show. Seven to 10 minutes worth of, of discussion, then you gotta do something to break the attention, bring them back into the show, right? <laughs> no, 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 Get them engaged. No, now, wait a minute, you're taking seven to 10 minutes, and I think our attention span is a whole lot shorter Well, than that. and for some people it is a lot shorter Okay, than that. <laughs> what we're talking about here is what's in, known in the industry, and what I knew about was gamification, Yes. but I, I never had actually seen it work, so I was very curious about it. Now, what I, what I saw was I was saw, saw this gamification working, and I was like, I've got to understand this. Uh, only problem is, I'm not one of the young group, and it took me about six months to figure out what the heck to do with it, but boy, when I figured it out, and we brought it into the Rockstar program, it just totally changed the whole way that things were gonna go for us. Sure, because what it does is it changes the dynamics of the learning process. You think about how we learn, okay? The human mind learns by associating. We can't know what we don't know, right? We have to associate it with something <laughs> that we know, okay? Yeah. So what we do is we present them with an idea, something that they know or that maybe they're not familiar with, but you get them to engage with that material in a way that they are familiar with. We're all familiar with using our cell phones. We do that all the time. So if I can get you into the in, involved in the process, where you're actually part of the learning, then all of a sudden the mind begins to open up. It'll take the content, it'll take the material. Suddenly it begins to connect. And that's critical in the entire learning process. Now, now something that Aaron keeps talking about, and this is very important uh, for either the viewer or the listener today, is that our main focus that we're talking about today is learning, education. Do you notice the difference in the language that we're using today? Uh, we're, and I, I won't, I don't know if I consider myself a professional educator yet, I'm not, I have a bit where I you I consider you a professional educator. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm sure I don't, many people probably don't either. But, but for somebody in your caliber to use gamification on, on, on site, right? With oh, your absolutely. students. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. not just remotely like no. I, when I saw. No. And I learned from that, and I do the same thing with my classes every time now too. And it's just, it's a dynamic that just changes the whole atmosphere. And we were talking a little bit before we got on here that it takes a little bit for us to set this up because most of our audience is not ready to actually start using their cell phone whenever we're talking about Right, yeah, that's, you have to kind of front load it a little <laughs> bit, right? Um, they're comfortable with the cell phone. I mean, I've used it multiple times, and 
what I find is really effective is you start out at the beginning and you say, okay, pull out your cell phones. Now I want you to go to this site. Here's how you log it. And the best of the sites that are out there today uh, have very good interactive systems for people to help them log in, right. Right, to kind of walk them through it. But again, if you, if you consider, by the way, especially my environment, which is primarily a college environment, young people who've grown up with Wii, who've grown up with Xbox, who've grown up with, with Sony, you know, I mean, this is this is their world. So when I say to them, pull out your cell phone, they already have it out. Well, yeah, actually, the most were relieved because I mean, they most classes, you know, oh. first thing they tell them to do is turn off your cell phones. You know? Now, now you take that and you, and you change that because most of my classes are adults. Right. Almost all of my classes are adults, and we're talking usually in our age group because that's what Many the custodial industry is. Yep. So the first thing is is take out your cell phones, and they immediately don't want to do it. Well, because they're used to it. They, well, they're used to yeah. oh, oh, I got caught. That's the mentality. But when you tell them to turn it on, it's, it's like watching the whole audience go, huh? What did he say? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true because we've been we've been so conditioned when we walk into meetings. What's the first thing they tell us? Turn off your cell. Put your cell phones on vibrate. And now somebody comes in and says, "No, actually, I, you're going to use your cell phone. So here's how you're going to set it up." So it this is the first part. Of, this is the first part of learning. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, in the first minute and a half, this is a part of learning right. that makes it different from what our industry wants to use as the word. Uh, you don't want to say it anymore, neither. <laughs> no, I don't want to use it either. Yeah. <laughs> no, because we, our industry is so focused on training. Right. And there's no value in training as far as everybody's mindset. But what you and I have learned to do, thank you for letting me learn from you, is that in that first minute and a half, we're learning to change the first thing that makes a difference, and that's our own mindset. Correct. And then the second thing is, in that first minute and a half, we're now engaged with what is happening because we right. don't know what's coming up next. Right. And so this sets a whole different tone. I think that's what I wanted to kind of talk about, Aaron, today, is that learning is not training. Right. Training is actually the skills of what I know, but learning is why do I know it? Correct. So I know I have my take on it. You want the theory behind it? Hey, okay, well, all right. Yeah, that's where you want to go. Well, that's where I spend a lot of my time, actually. Uh, Oh, and, and, and by the way, folks, before, because he probably won't bring it up, his book, too. So he'll, he'll talk about that in a little while, too. Well, okay. There's right. my segue, right? <laughs> um, the book on managerial intelligence that just came out this May is really all about how do we acquire this thing called intelligence. And intelligence is just learning over time. So as we learn over time, it becomes this thing we call intelligence. It's what we know and our ability to apply it. Now, there's three ways that we typically can learn. There's education, there's training, and there's development. Now, education is what you're doing right now if you're watching this video or listening to this podcast. It's a download of information. You can get it visually, you can get it audio, uh, through the audio medium, you can get it by reading a, a training manual or a book. Uh, that's education component, very important, very critical, because you have to have a knowledge base as a foundation. 
But for that knowledge to transfer into intelligence, you got to do something with it. So that's where we typically go next to training. We say, okay, now we're going to take the knowledge that you have and we're going to make you apply it in some way. So you're going to have to use I got to do it. I got, okay. or you're going to have to write. So that's the training element is, all right, so here's how we're going the to apply The physical it. actually doing something. So, but I needed to know why I was doing it before I could do it. Before you could do it. Okay. Development is the critical one. And development relies on experience. See, that's I'm, I'm supposed to be learning too, folks. Why? Why would some? Why do we always look for someone with you know five years, ten years, twenty years experience? Because what happens during that time? It's not enough to learn what to do. You also have to learn what not to do. Oh, oh absolutely. Right? Oh, uh, hey, right? I'm, I'm going to go work on some concrete this afternoon, and that's what we're doing. Exactly that. Okay. And it's only experience is going to make me have to be able to do that. All right. Okay. So after you've had the experience, All right. you can sit there and say, you know, I wouldn't do it that way. I do it this way. Why? Well, because three, four, five years ago, I tried doing it that way. Uh -huh. It didn't work out too well. Absolutely. Or, like you're talking about concrete work. You begin to understand that, okay, wait a minute, it's a little more humid today that it might have been, and the last time it was really humid like this, it took longer for the concrete to set and harden, so maybe we maybe we need to allow three hours of dry time today instead of two. Well, you won't have that unless you've had the experience Absolutely. of knowing somebody trades. But we had to have all three components of that to get That's to the correct. end result, correct? To get to where we want to be. To have intelligence, you got to have all three. So I, I, in my classes, Aaron, um, I always have two things I start with. And I'm gonna, I, I, I didn't have told you this before, all right? Okay. But I pulled this from you as well. Okay. Another thing, you see, you, people do listen. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> That's good feedback, right? Yeah. But you know, the thing is, what, what it is, is, you know, we all have this cell phone device with us, yeah. okay? We've been talking about that. Other than an internet connection, which we talked about, if I'm using GPS, it needs to know two things. Where I'm at and where I'm going. Right. I teach this in all the classes. Yep. The problem is, is most of us don't know where we're at. We're just trying to get somewhere. Right. And the process is, I have to know where I'm at first. There's a lot of questions. So I always tell people, what is the question that a four-year-old child uses? One word. Why? And this is what you kept saying just a minute ago. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? But then what you're saying is, I have to go through the rest of that, which is why the training and then the development. You know, I haven't been adding the development, but that's a key point. Oh, absolutely, yeah, because the experience is what really cements it in the mind, because now we have a way of being able to relate it to the world around us. It's the experiential part here that's absolutely critical, it's absolutely essential. You open the box, so I'm going to go there, okay? Uh-oh, uh -oh. I, I opened up the box. I'm going to actually give you the theory behind it. The oh, theory behind Everything that I do in the area of education. Well, I thought we were going to say theory of life. And I'm like, what? Education, I don't have, have that much battery power today. Education and development. Okay. We learn as human beings through a process that we call generic mobility. Generic? Generic mobility. Mobility. Now, All right. it's very simple. It sounds fancy, right? <laughs> you can throw it around in co cocktail party conversation. Okay. Okay. It sounds really cool. That's, that's why I'm repeating it for you folks. But it's very simple. The essence of generic mobility is simply two words. Separate and attach. Separate, Separate and, and attach. And detach. And attach. Attach. Separate from old ways of doing things All right. and attach to new ones. Okay. Separate from old behaviors and attach to new ones. Separate from old learning 
right. attached to new ones. I vote with that. Separate from old knowledge and attach to new. Now, here's the interesting thing. And this comes from a guy by the name of Howard Gardner, who's one of the best cognitive psychologists I think I've ever come across. He says, the hum average human being, because you just said four-year-old, which is critical. Uh -oh. the that's what triggered this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The typical human being learns more between the ages of two to five than they will in the rest of their life combined. Oh, I will, I, I will tell you, yes. And it's what happens in the rest of our life is we go deep in the subject. Yeah, right. I have to go to deep into point, what's going on. I, I want to understand more. I've got the surface now. But but in, if you look at the S-shaped learning curve, by the time you're five years old, you've pretty much figured out how the world operates. And the reason we do that is because, and any of you out there who've got toddlers know this, <laughs> between the ages of two to five is when we are at our most generically mobile. We separate and we attach with lightning speed. Oh, yes, because there's no, there's no other baggage. That's right. There's not all of that There's experiential base hanging me up. So, yeah. I, this, I mean, I like to tell the story when my kids were young, you know, we'd go up and we'd say to them, hey, we're going to go to a furniture store. You want to go? And they're like, hey, a furniture store? Furniture. What's a furniture store? Oh, they got furniture, they got beds. They got, oh, right, let's go, right? And they're, man, they're packing, packing them in the car. They're good to go, okay? <laughs> when they get to uh, teenagers, what's it like? Hey, we're going out to the store. You know, just give me my, I'm sitting here playing a video game. I'm fine, you guys go do your, right? Well, why does that happen? Because think about what happens when we get to be five. We throw them into the educational system. Uh-oh. What happens in the educational system? Hey, I want to color right now. No, we're not going to color right now. We're going to do numbers. Oh, okay, I guess we got to do numbers. Well, I want to do numbers now. No, now it's reading time. We begin to structure everything we're learning, right? Now, that's important, okay? We have to do that because that's what allows us to socialize. We're social creatures. We have to understand that we operate in a social environment with rules, and if now is meeting time, we have to go to the meeting. We understand that. But at the same time, the trade-off that we're making when we do that is we're slowing down the learning process. So this is why also, if I can just, yeah, because now you've triggered something in my brain, okay? That's why we're here. So the thing is, is we're talking professional development is what the academy does. Right. And the whole reason for professional development, and I always put in there adult professional education, right. because it's totally different, because yes, now is. we're dealing with people that have all of the day-to-day -day baggage, we have all the filters that we have to run everything through, so I, you know, this is a slower process, but everybody wants me to, to uh, instruct the class, I don't have time for all of this, just give me the short and the sweet, and then they want an app for it, right? because I'm supposed to do what, what, what do we do? How do we, I mean, because I, I hate to say this, and I know we're being recorded on podcast and video today, but as we age, Correct. this learning process slows down, slows down, but yet we've got so much going on, we want it faster. What the heck do we do? Well, it's funny, again, <laughs> funny you would ask that because this is what really I've spent 35 years of my life devoted to is trying to help people in organizations learn. Here's sort of the fascinating question that triggered this whole journey for me. Okay. okay. A fascinating does, question. Yeah. How does somebody get to be the CEO of a company and wipe out? Did they suddenly get stupid? No, but oh, wait a minute. Oh, what, what was that again? Now think about that. How does somebody get to be the CEO of a company and then get fired? Oh, I thought you were going... I, 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 I misunderstood. I thought you said of the of the company Wipeout. And I'm like, there's a there's a whole program on TV called Wipeout. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Okay, wait a minute. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, and, and but they get wiped out because. Now think about it. And they they got promoted. They got promoted. They got promoted. They got promoted. And then they got they were doing a good job. And then they got up here and so, and, and now they got stupid. All right. What what suddenly you know what happened here? All right. And what we learned from from studying this phenomenon over time is that generally what happens the situation changes around them and their mind cannot separate and, and attach to the new way of doing business Here we are again. and suddenly there's they look stupid okay so because so, the world can change faster than your mind can change so this is why it's so important to keep getting professional development education on an ongoing basis this is why the academy has what we do this is why we're well, actually, why we're in business, why we are being exactly. successful, is because, I, and I told a class this week, we had two classes this week, and one of them was a day-long class on bidding and workloading mm -hmm. contracts or yep. in-house programs, and it, they, they were, I mean, the, 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 we have a sold-out class, they were totally just, I mean, overloaded with information, and they said, there's freaking no way I can use all this information, and... I said, you're gonna forget half of it the minute you walk out of here. What is, what is the statistics after they learn? Oh, yeah. 10% yeah. is what they that what they remember a week later? Unless, right, and now let's go back to what we were talking about earlier too. Unless we can hang that on something in your experience. Unless we can put that into something that's important in your day-to-day -day world. Now if we can do that, right, if we can tie this to something that you're gonna use every day, right. now it's gonna stick. Right? It has sure. to be relevant. It has to be something that fits in my world and my knowledge. The danger is when that world around you changes and what you know doesn't fit what the world's doing. Now you're obsolete. So this is where I continue to say, Aaron, practice, 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 and you start practicing the morning after class is over. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to. The sooner you apply it and the more often you apply it, the more it's going to stick. I mean, it's... So why... You know, why how, many of us, how many of us remember our basic algebra? Right. Uh, I remember I failed it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I know, I know. At one point, I could tell you what ax plus by plus c cubed was, but now it's just sort of like, oh, I don't know why? Because I don't use it. Right. I, I, you know, I, I have a sign somewhere that somebody, my daughter showed me once that says, you know, it's now been. They have a little clock on the computer. It says it's now been, you know, seven thousand four hundred fifty-two days since I last used calculus. Oh my! Really? But 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 they had to take the class, right? Well, the thing is, that I don't even know when the last time. I don't know if I ever used calculus. I don't know if I ever used it, right? <laughs> I know I had to take it once. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I barely got through it, but I don't use it. So if it's not relevant to my experience, gone. Okay, so we're we're, we're talking about the differences between knowledge, education, and and training, which the cleaning industry loves the word training. So. Tell me if you agree. On-the-job training is the worst thing that we have. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's going to stay, it's going to stay job-focused and job-specific. Move it out of that context, and I don't know what to do. And 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 then I add to that because here's a fact, folks: is that whenever you've done on-the-job training uh, and you're gone, or the person that actually did the on-the-job training is gone, then you find out what really happened. All on the job training actually does is teach the shortcuts to keep the boss off my back. Yeah. Yeah. What's the minimum standard that I've got to hit? The minimum standard. 
minimum standard that I've got to hit. And this is the problem with the cleaning industry and when the job bidding that, you know, because it's fresh in my mind, is that you can bid jobs that way. You can work jobs that way, sure. but you're not going to be around long. No. And this is why we keep going through this revolving cycle. No. So you, whenever you think about professional development education for us, you also have to decide, are you one that wants to do just what is minimal? Or are you trying to make profit and move your organization ahead? Now, if you're building service contractors, profit. If you're an in-house operation, it's I've got a budget, and I've got to meet that budget, right. and I've got to stay in that budget. So right. it still applies, it's still money on both sides. That's right. Yeah, both ways. If you think about what we're asking people to do, right? We give them sort of the minimal level of competency training. And I spent, actually, and Dave knows this, because I've spent people all the time, too. I, I paid my way through school working as a janitor, so I've been there. We give them minimal competency training, and then we start changing everything around them. So, you know, here's how you clean picket, right? Here's how you clean a desktop. Okay, I know how to clean a desktop. Okay, now I'm going to put you in an office with cubicles. Okay, well that's very different from going in and cleaning a private office type of thing. It's, I mean, it's just, how do I transfer this, and this is one of the biggest issues we have in education today, in all forms of professional education, is transfer of training, right? Well, think about it. Yeah, because you're trying to transfer training. But if what I can do, if I can teach you how to learn, ah, then I don't have to worry about transferring the training because you'll figure it out. But the transfer of the knowledge is more important than the transfer of the training. Yes. This is, yes. I, I, I mean, we, so, we okay, can talk for an hour, right? Here's how I clean it. Here's how I clean a tabletop, right? Why am I cleaning that tabletop? There's the why, right? right why right. am I cleaning this? Okay, so okay, so okay, now I'm going to take you from the teacher's desk now to the student's desk. Same approach? Well, maybe not because why? Well, the teacher doesn't really use the desk. What's the student doing? Leaning on it, got their arms, got their elbows on it. Hey, maybe I need to treat this. If I know that, I you won't have to. I know how to wipe. Wiping's not hard. You know, I can be Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid, you know, wipe on, wipe off. That's not hard, right? The hard okay. part is right. sitting there saying, okay. I gotta clean that thing because the kids are on there and they're putting their heads yep, down. Yep, and I, yep. I, that takes a different, because I know why. Because right. it's the knowledge that transferred, not just not the how. The how. Folks, the we, we could literally sit here in front of you and talk for hours. I know that you're probably not wanting to watch us for the hours that we could talk uh, or listen to us. Now, if you're on a long drive to work, maybe this is too short, but if you're watching a video, it probably is too long. Too long. So, Eric, before we, before we cut off, um, you wrote a, a recent book. I mean, yes. you wrote several, but the, a recent book. Yep. So, well, it's called Managerial Intelligence, a clinical perspective, and uh, the whole basis for the book is to try to get people to understand this thing we call intelligence, that it's not enough really even to have knowledge. Because if the knowledge is never applied, either A, you're gonna forget it, or B, it's of no use. So intelligence is knowledge at the tip of the spear, right? At, at, at the point of contact. Why is it that some people are able to produce results consistently and other people have an extremely difficult time and you look at it and you think, you know, what we do in most organizations isn't hard. We're going to no, be honest no, about it. No, it's really. not hard. No. Okay. It doesn't, you don't have to have rock, a degree in, I know in we're biochemistry. I, I know we're on, t yeah, we're big and saying it's not hard, but it's not, intellectually. It's complicated. There you go. 
it's not intellectually demanding. No. But I had a I had a manager say to me once, and I thought this was just a great comment, a great insight. He said, you know, when you think about it, managing isn't hard. What's hard is having the discipline to do it every day. <laughs> and one of the other great comments I heard from a, another manager, supervisor type person was, you know, simple is not easy. Simple is not easy. An idea can be real simple to understand, but it's incredibly difficult to put into practice. Implement that, implement that idea has been what I've been working on for years, and I'm finally glad that we're here at the Academy and being able to implement the ideas, the That's, knowledge, the education, the hands-on training. Folks, you've been listening to Beyond Clean with Ace and Aaron Butchko. Butchko. <laughs> See, I even had to pause myself. I want to make sure we got it right. And your new book? Managerial Intelligence, A Clinical Perspective. A Clinical Perspective. Now, see, I'm going to have to get that and, and, and understand from that perspective. Anyway, be sure that you join us on all of our podcasts. We've got several of them. We've got the YouTube channel. Always go to theacademyofcleaning.com. Look for all of our classes. You know all the links. We'll put them on all, all of the uh, notes of everything. Aaron, I want to thank you for letting me uh, kind of you know, spring in on your vacation here at Disney. Dave, thank you for the opportunity. You know how much I respect you and your work, and it's a pleasure to be part, able to contribute to that. I think there's a mutual respect thing here, so. I think so. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening or watching whichever one you're doing.